Hey guys, just a quick note before we start the show. Um, it's quarter four. So we are in the fourth quarter of the game right now. And then you're strong. I hope all of you are motivated. Some of you are still in school and getting close to graduation. Some of you are in practice and trying to beat last year's numbers. Finally, hopefully getting out of the craziness and get back to normal life. But it ain't easy out there, right? We got recessions. We got inflations. We got all these things out there. But the bit that I want to get clear on is none of that matters. What matters is what you're doing. What matters is how you handle it, how you think about it, how you respond to it. And so I want to just start by letting you know that you're in control. External circumstance exists, but it isn't as important as what's in your own head, what actions you're taking. So this episode is about teaching you how to think, not about what to do. Tactic versus higher level thinking. I want you to think higher level. I want you to get to that point. I want you to grow as a business person, as an entrepreneur. I hope you find this episode useful and we'll talk to you soon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. All right, imagine this for a second. You are about to graduate chiropractic school. You are a rehab chiropractic student and soon-to-be rehab chiropractor. And that means that you've most likely gone through school, thought the curriculum was very, very basic, and that you needed to learn more in order to improve your skills. So throughout your chiropractic school career, you've gone to continuing education seminars that are soft tissue-based and rehab-based and strength and conditioning-based. And you could put three million letters after your name, including the DC degree that is coming to you. And so you're graduating school and you start applying to jobs. And you apply to Strive to Move and we hire you. Congratulations, you're our newest employee. You're going to learn a lot here. So you show up and the first day we hand you a notebook. And it is thick, thick binder, thick binder. And within that binder is all of our treatment protocols. So you turn to page one and page one is how to treat a lower back. Step one, you're going to do flexion distraction on the patient. Step two, you're going to do soft tissue work on the lumbar paraspinals. Step three, you're going to do instrument-assisted work on the quadratus lumborum on both sides. Step four, you are going to do a supine thoracic adjustment. You are going to adjust both sacroiliac joints, ha, and then you are going to do a hip adjustment And finally, you're going to send that patient home with glute bridges. The next day, you turn to the next page and we talk about shoulder impingement. So you're going to do soft tissue work on the supraspinatus, on the infraspinatus. You're going to stretch the shoulder out. Then you are going to do a wise T's and W's exercise and send them home with that. By day three, if you saw how this was going clinically, you are probably going to quit. So why would you quit? Well, you would quit because we have essentially taken every single thought process out of your head. 
So you went and learned for all these years treatment protocols, you learn different treatment techniques. And the thing, the thing that you hang your hat on as a rehab chiropractor, at least clinically, is the critical thinking. It's that when a lower back comes in, are we able to explore it to the point we understand that this patient actually needs thoracic mobility or that they just need to be taught how to hip hinge or they need heavy loading? That's why you spent all that time, effort, and energy at those seminars learning those techniques. And quite frankly, I, if I'm a clinician and you came to our practice and we did that with you and just gave you a notebook and told you to follow the protocol and don't think, if I'm that, I'm insulted and I'm pissed. I'm pissed because that's bullshit. That's not what you signed up for. That's not what being a rehab chiropractor is. That's not the clinical decision-making that we want to utilize. That's not the critical thinking process that we need. Absolutely not. A monkey could do that. A monkey can absolutely do that level of treatment. So if you're a rehab chiropractor listening to this, you're probably shaking your head like, yep, that's right, man. You're you're right. And if you are an employee out there and you've had this experience, you're probably like, yep, this is horrendous. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Absolutely not. But now, let's take a step forward and say that you are a rehab chiropractor who now wants to open your own practice and be a business owner and entrepreneur. And you sign up for a mentorship and a, a clinical course or a clinical mentorship to teach you business. And day one, they talk about new patient orientation. And they say, you're going to get a new patient special packet and you're going to put BioFreeze in it and you're going to put uh, uh, China gel in it. And then you're going to put a welcome to the clinic towel. And then you're going to put this in it and you're going to put that in it. And you're going to hand it to the patient and you're sending them on their way. And then step two is going to be how to discharge a patient. You are going to shake their hand and you're going to send them on their way and you're going to send them an email follow-up and it's going to say this, 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 and this, and you're just going to follow this and you nod your head. And you leave that seminar feeling so good about yourself because you just learned something new. Well, I'm here to tell you, you just received the equivalent of getting the protocol from Strive to Move of the job that you would quit in three days. And so let's dive a little deeper into that and my thought process. Because we as clinicians, as rehab chiropractors, are not comfortable with the business, the marketing, the sales side of it, we are just looking for someone to tell us what to do. We are looking for tactical advice to go put into practice tomorrow. And while some of it is absolutely relevant and necessary, that's the 20%. And quite frankly, if I'm you out there and you are taking advice from mentors that are just telling you what to do, telling you what email to send, telling you what to put in a patient special box and giving you nothing else other than that, run really, really fast. You want to know why? Because they are, that advice is going to get you going and it's just as quickly as it got you going, it's going to get you stuck. Because when you do that, and at some point it's not going to work, I promise you that because things change, now what? Now what? Just like as a clinician, when the patient with lower back pain comes in and you do the protocol that we talked about in the beginning of this episode, and it doesn't work, if you don't know how to clinically think, now what? It's over. You're screwed. Because you never learned how to think. And so the people in my world whether it's my team or whether it's my students, whether it's my mentorship or mastermind clients, for now and forever, 
we will talk about tactical versus higher level thinking. Tactical versus higher level thinking. And what I hang my hat on in my group is that our students, our mentorship clients, our mastermind clients, they learn how to think. And if I'm being honest, if you are in a group right now or you are taking advice from someone that's telling you what to do, you should be insulted. You should be insulted that they don't think enough of you to teach you how to think for yourself. If you don't learn how to think for yourself, to learn the higher level thought process behind all of the tactical things that you're doing, you're not going to be in business 20 years. You're going to be in business one time, 20 years in a row. Tactical versus higher level thinking. The problem with higher level thinking is it's challenging. Because when someone just doesn't give you the answer, they force you to think about it. They force you to actually consider the possibilities and how to go through the thought process to come to your own conclusion. And so one of my favorite lines of all time that my mentor used to tell all of us when we would ask him a low-level tactical question, he used to say, I could give you the answer, but I would rob you of the opportunity to figure it out yourself. And the only thing that I can do and the only reason why you should be here is if I facilitate your own thought process to come to your own conclusions. Because wherever you want to go in your business career, it's going to start with the highest of highest level thinking. And the people that are going to succeed beyond just building a small little practice by itself that have big aspirations, which is everyone in my circle, that they have big aspirations, you can't get there with tactics. You absolutely cannot get there with tactics. Tactics are going to get you stuck. If you stay in our circles long enough and ask a question, you will start to hear people literally preface a question by saying, I know this is tactical, but because they know, hey, what should I put in our new patient special box? What should be in this email? And they are trained to understand that it's not just about that. So let's take something like a new patient special box. So when we get a new patient in our doors, and they say yes to a plan of care, we give them a box of goodies. We give them things to put in there. Again, it's whatever. It's t-shirts. I don't even know what's in there. That's the point. It's so irrelevant that I can't even say state that to you. But why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Let me break that down and spend a few minutes breaking down why we're doing it because that's going to provide you significantly more value than you sitting there, right? Oh, t-shirt, uh, China gel, uh, chapstick, uh, this. Like, what are we doing? You can't devolve into this low level of thought all the time. I, I'm challenging you. Think bigger. Think higher level. Do not listen to people that'll just share tactics because you know why they're sharing tactics? Because they don't even understand the high level thought. I'm sorry. They don't. So let's go in. Let's say a patient says yes to us and they're going to become a patient in our world. Why are we giving them a box of goodies? Well, yes, obviously we want to them, we want to say thank you to them. But there's another higher level reason as to why we're doing it. So think about the consumer nowadays. If you at home are a buyer, if you go on Amazon right now and click two buttons, what's going to happen? Usually, usually within 24 to 48 hours, a physical thing, a box is going to arrive at your doorstep. 
And there is something very gratifying about you spending your resources, your money, and then within a very short period of time, you get something physical back. It makes you feel like you bought something. Now compare that to the experience you get at a chiropractor's office. When you say yes to a plan, to working with us in our office, there's nothing physical. There's nothing you can grab. There's nothing tangible that you're going to leave with that people are going to understand like, ah, I'm getting something for this. I just spent all this money and I'm getting something. They don't leave with anything. And so we try to recreate the normal buying experience that someone is gratified with in their day-to-day life. Now, another point of this is we also understand that our treatment, while it's unbelievably valuable, there is no physical change immediately that happens. The opposite end of that is when you go to get your hair cut. You walk into the salon or the barber, and 30 minutes, an hour, four hours later, for whatever ladies out there do, respect, you walk out and guess what? You go back home and your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, your friend, they said, oh my God, your hair looks amazing. It looks so beautiful. Like That looks great. And all of a sudden, all of the money you just spent and all the time you just spent at the salon, it is worth it. Now, what happens when you go home from the chiropractor? You don't look any different. No one around you gives you uh, congratulations. Oh, congratulations. That glute bridge looks great on you. Ooh, congratulations. That soft tissue work on that left quadratus lumborum, uh, amazing. It looks great. Fantastic. Usually, if you're doing cupping, you come home and like, who gave you a hickey today? That's the most gratifying thing someone will ask you. And so we, as a business, as an operation, have to figure out how to put things in place so that people can leave and go home and, hey, how was it today? It was great. I'm going to do a plan of care with them and look at all the stuff that they gave me. Look at all these things. Man, it was so nice of them that they did this for me. Versus, hey, how was your appointment? Oh, yeah, it was good. It was uh, $3,000. Uh, yeah, it was, I, feel, I feel a little bit better. Now, they might start questioning the decision that they just made. So higher level thinking would help us take a step back and think about our customer or our client as the consumer and how they're used to buying things and the gratification and what comes into play physically, emotionally, and from the outside sources, and then do our best to be able to recreate that. And it just so happens that we choose to do it with that new patient box with a bunch of different goodies in it. But now, now that you are armed with this information and this knowledge, what you're able to do is you can go and create whatever the hell you want. The t-shirt, irrelevant. The chapstick, irrelevant. The pizza box, irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Those are just the thing to satisfy the higher level thinking and thought process of the intent of why we're making the decision we're making. Now, another reason, again, higher level thinking, notice this is not something that we do to entice someone to work with us. It is after they've committed. If you understand human behavior you'll understand that a box or a t-shirt or a chapstick is not going to get someone to invest three, $4,000. Like that is silly. If you think that that's going to get someone across the line, first of all, it's probably legal 
it's like enticing them to do something for chapstick, but it shouldn't be illegal. It should be illegal because it's stupid, but whatever. We are not using this to get someone over the line. It is after they've already said yes to cement their decision, to make sure that they truly understand. They truly understand the value that they're getting, that they can look down and say, man, that was expensive, but you know what? These guys just do a little bit extra because you know what? I didn't get anything like this at the Cairo or PT or my friends that have gone to the in-network. They don't get this, nothing like this. This is different, man. This is different. So let's circle back. Relate, Relate it back to your clinical experience. Relate it back to your clinical experience. I'm pretty confident I know who my audience is who listens to this podcast. And, you know, for my money, you guys are some of the best clinicians out there. Literally the best clinicians that anyone could go and see. You have a bigger, you have more of a background. Um, You have a strength background. You have a soft tissue background. You do so much more than just the average chiropractor. And because of that, you feel very confident that when someone just tells you what to do clinically, it's like, no, 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 this ain't how it works. This is not what I'm here for. I am here to have clinical thought and to be clinically relevant to this client or this patient and to not just do what they've had before. They just went to the the PT, the big box PT for lower back pain, and they just got this stupid protocol that didn't work. That's how they ended up here. They just went to the other Cairo who did SI adjustment, SI adjustment, soft tissue work, flexion distraction for 30 sessions and sent them on their way. And it didn't work. So that's why they're here. So you are not going to just follow a protocol devoid of thought. And so why would you do that in your business? Why would you take advice from someone that's just telling you what to do? Why would you do that? You give yourself some credit. You guys listening are significantly smarter than you give yourself credit for. Oh, you might not know business, fine, but you never studied it. You never learned it. So you have to learn it. But in order to get to the position you're in, you have a level of intelligence that I don't think you appreciate. And so. Literally, if someone just tells you what to do and can't explain to you why or won't explain to you why, I actually would be annoyed, upset, insulted. I would turn off. The biggest thing my mentors have done for me over time is just is not tell me what to do. In fact, that's probably the worst thing that they can do because they would just get stuck. They would get me stuck. And then what? And then what? And so be very careful on who you're listening to. Be very careful on the advice you're taking because that advice, while it might get you going, will very quickly get you stuck. And so if I'm you and I'm figuring out how to gain the skill, the skill, which it is a skill of learning who to listen to, here's the concrete advice that I can give you. Make sure, make sure that it's 80-20, Pareto's principle. 80% 80% why, 20% what? 80% why, 20% what? They want, you want to know mostly why you're doing what you're doing. And then if you want to know how and what to do, that should be the 20%. But I want to arm people in my world with thinking skills, how to think, why they should think this way. And then they can take those principles and apply them however they see fit. That's how we're going to create world-class businesses, world-class entrepreneurs who happen to be rehab chiropractors, who can grow and scale and expand into any 
anything they want, multiple clinics, multiple partnerships, other business opportunities. But if you just keep learning how to do things, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be a one-man band for the next 25 years, hang a shingle up and it's over, man. I've seen it. I see it on the, on the street every single day. So do you. You drive down the street and see guys 25 years in practice, the same thing over and over again because they went to a practice management seminar and someone told them what to do. They left and did it and it never changed, never learned, never learned. You got to keep learning. You got to learn how. You got to learn why. You got to learn what. But you got to learn how to think. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.